I'm Kent Garrett. Welcome to another edition of The Last Negroes at Harvard. It is Thursday, January 4th. I'm joined by 12 of my Harvard class of 1963 classmates. The first black president of Harvard resigned Tuesday after a successful right-wing campaign got rid of her. Claudine Gay wrote in the New York Times yesterday that, quote, trusted institutions of all types from public health agencies to news organizations will continue to fall victim to coordinated attempts to undermine their legitimacy and ruin their leaders' credibility. Gay was appointed six months ago as the first black woman to serve as president of Harvard. She had the shortest tenure in the university's 388-year history. In this edition of The Last Negroes at Harvard, we talk about Claudine Gay and what happened. Start with uh, Peter. I'm a, a writer and editor up in the northern tip of New Hampshire in the northern forests, as I was talking about with Mason. Okay, and uh, John. Oh, hi, John Woodford here in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, I also have a cold, which I got in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's the way it goes. <clears throat> Mason. Uh, Mason Morfitt just completed my uh, annual migration to uh, Gulfport, Florida, a town whose official motto is keep Gulfport weird. <laughs> keep Gulf, what? What did you say? Gulfport weird. Keep weird? <laughs> oh. That's <laughs> like Austin, Texas. <laughs> they got that from Austin. Yeah. Uh, really? <laughs> Uh, the mayor plays guitar in a rock band. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Nick. Nick Bancroft, outside of Boston, a uh, place called Medfield, uh, locally known as Mudville, as in Casey struck out. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, Ann. And uh, Huberman. Uh, hi, I'm uh, in Peterborough, New Hampshire. Uh, in southwestern New Hampshire, not northern New Hampshire. And um, uh, I guess that's it <laughs> for today. Okay. Uh, Ezra. Uh, retired psychiatrist now and uh, living in New Haven. Okay. And uh, George. George Jones in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm just yesterday started a diet, so keep your fingers crossed for me. It's yeah. not going to be easy. You started a what? A, a, diet. Diet. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Anne. Uh, I'm uh, Anne Groves. I'm calling from Oakland, and uh, I'm a, a mostly retired psychotherapist specializing in post traumatic stress disorder. Okay. And uh, uh, Marcy. In New York City, I run Clean Air Campaign and its River Preservation Project and Archives Project. Hmm. 
Hamp. Who? Hamp, Hamp, Hampton. Hamp. Okay, uh, let me get him in here. Okay, I, I am an unretired, unregenerate psychologist, uh, and I uh, living in Nashville, and I understand that some of you were talking about this before I could uh, get here. I just left the uh, dentist with a cold in my tooth. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that's all it was. Uh, okay. And uh, David, David Allen. Uh, definitely not retired, although yeah. be hard pressed to say what. Uh, here in Concord, Massachusetts. And George, let's talk. I've lost 50 pounds, kept it off over five years. Okay, wow. let's, definitely. Wow. wow. <laughs> we all can. And make my life much better. Wow. And uh, Doug? Uh, Doug Shapiro, a retired physician, behavioral ecologist living in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, I, I think I'm the only one in Italy now. So it must <laughs> refer to me, but I don't know. Right. I live... Uh, in Rodden County in the province of Siena. have been here for a very long time. Uh, and that's about it. I was in the class of 63, like most of us, most of you. Okay. You can change the name on the Zoom if you like. Just uh, right click there someplace. Oh, okay. I'll go and take a really, look. There. Wow. Well, let me, let me tell you guys about what happened uh, why I think it's sort of relevant to uh, what happened with uh, with uh, Dr. Gay, and that back when we, when we were working on the book, we could never figure out why until after we'd finished the book. Why uh, what had happened to Hobie Armstrong in the sense of why he had taken a year off from playing football, and he wouldn't really talk about it very much. And I think it was his. Uh, probably his sophomore year, or that might have been his uh, senior year. But anyway, he took a year off. And again, he was a uh, really great, great football player. <clears throat> Came from a town called uh, Kingston, which is about uh, maybe, I don't know, 70 miles from where I live now. And he was really a star. I mean, he's really good. He had gotten into about eight different colleges and uh, chose to go to Harvard. And he... Uh, uh, his goal was really to become a professional football player. I mean, he was that good. I mean, that, it, that, that, that could have worked for him. And what happened is that in the sophomore year, I think it was, he and about two or three other football players uh, got involved in this project on a, uh, where they were working sort of on an outline and, and, and they put an outline together, uh, three of them, that they would eventually turn into a, uh, you know, a paper. And again, the writing itself would be done individually by each person. But they had based, they had structured this outline that made sense in terms of what the course would be and what the subject would be. And what happened is that... Uh, once they had gotten it done, the one of the professors objected, saying that there were issues of, uh, of uh, you know, plagiarism involved, but there really wasn't. I mean, it, they had long discussions about it, and uh, uh, it, 
again, it was just an outline. I mean, and you, you had to fill it in with whatever your kind of writing was. And what happened is that he uh, he uh, ended up uh, having to take a year off from playing football. I mean, which for him was really traumatic in the sense that he really wanted to pursue that career and taking a year off, uh, you know, got him in trouble and uh, he had to take that year off. And he, he didn't like red shirt it or whatever people do when they take a year off, red shirt or whatever it's called, where they take a year off to and then come back and make up the years that they've, uh, that, that they, that they lost. So, you're speaking to one. huh? You're speaking to one. Oh, speaking to one. Yeah, right, right. But anyway, he, so rather than taking a year off, he just stayed at Harvard and he didn't play football for that whole year. And I always felt that that was such a, a disadvantage to him. And he really felt crushed by it. And when I think about him and I think about uh, uh, Gay, I mean, it just seems like there's an unfair, it's an unfair situation. In other words, he's a guy who had to give up a career. And again, the plagiarism was really not plagiarism, it, especially if you look at what I've seen in the, uh, in the Crimson in terms of what they presented that uh, Clay, Gay, Gay has done. So, I mean, to me, I have come down thinking that, uh, you know, she should have gone and that you have to respect the scholarship. Uh, and that's what I think the college is really, really all about. I mean, for, for example, for me, I, I will go to my grave or go to wherever people go once they leave the planet thinking that, uh, I, I, thinking, regretting that I forgot the, the, the date that John Woodford was uh, born. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you be younger uh, though maybe did you make me younger by a year i think i made you younger but i mean again, yeah well it was you'll be forgiven it was part of the scholarship and the scholarship was bad you know? so i mean that's how i feel about her and i wanted to let you guys know that and see what you thought was hobie punished uh with an athletic um punishment as opposed to an academic punishment for an academic wrong? No, no, he was just, they, they, they refused to let him play for that whole year. I mean, he had to sit, sit, had to sit out a year. But he, but he stayed at Harvard, you said? He stayed at Harvard, yeah. I mean, because I think the offense was not, it was like an outline. I mean, it was like you work an outline and then the writing had to be done by each individual student. You see what I mean? And so uh, that's what happened to him. And he could attend classes for oh, that yeah. year? It, it was a normal classes. And the only thing that he couldn't do was play play uh, football. And, and I'm sure he couldn't probably play house football either. But I mean, that was his punishment for that, uh, you know. And, and I think, you know, uh, I think uh, Gay does the same thing. I mean, what, what do you think, Hamp? I mean, you're you're an athlete. You're. A... What does being an athlete have to do with it? What? Yeah. What does being an athlete have have to do with? Well, did, did they have uh, grades or some kind of academic mark that athletes had to 
um, meet or they couldn't play off the team or temporarily off the teams. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Nick, we don't even know what happened with our Hobie. Well, right? We don't know the, we don't know the details. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the details. I mean, this is what I found out after we, after we had published the book. But anyway, I mean, I, 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 I'm just thinking the whole issues with uh, plagiarism are uh, weird because, <laughs> and, and somewhat flexible. And, and, and I, uh, looking at the different things that she did write across different settings, uh, there is a lot of repetition, but it, it uh, I believe it was Biden who, who handed in an entire paper. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and he's, he's fucking president of the United States. Right, right, he's right. in the right institution for that. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 so, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and then maybe part of being a good academic is being able to conceal uh, where you get some of your ideas and 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 all that. So, so uh, uh, I don't think that that's enough to dismiss her by itself. But but which is kind of what Doug was saying when he did his report. Uh, period. You, you you're saying there can be a little bit of a little bit of plagiarism. I don't. I mean that's like being a little bit pregnant, isn't it? <laughs> no. Doesn't everybody uh, like like all great artists like like uh, I think it was Picasso who's who said being an artist is uh, theft <laughs> that you you uh, build on the uh, uh, shoulders of the people who are right before you. <laughs> uh, some of what she wrote is uncomfortably close to to what other people wrote, but but not her pri primary ideas. I don't believe. Right. What do you think, David Allen? Um, my judgment is what I have read of her missives that have been sent out to however many tens of thousands of alumni. I think she's remarkably talented intellectually. Uh, you know, being who we are, we become judges of these things. And there's a ranking, a hierarchy, and she is right at the top when you read the letters that she's written, including this uh, resignation letter. Mm -hmm. um, I will pass on, uh, we know the name Doris Kearns Goodwin, a historian, who as right. it turns out also had a plagiarism. Right, cycle. right. Uh, she lived here in Concord where we live. Barbara uh, ran the library for 15 years, my partner, Barbara Powell. Uh, Doris wrote her books in the library. Barbara knew uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin quite well. Uh, and Barbara this morning pointed out that she suspects that what Claudine Gay ran into was something similar to what uh, Kearns Goodwin did, namely that she kept a bunch of notes and when she went back to them to write some paper, uh, she had left off the attribution and she didn't know whether it was her idea or somebody else's idea. Uh, Kearns Goodwin suffered for that. As we know, she got knocked off the uh, National News Channel, but she's also back. Unfortunately, Harvard is going to be deprived of what is clearly a remarkably talented person. It is just so sad. And we can say coincidentally, maybe not so coincidentally, but she was a black woman, was 
God damn it, one of the most important things that all this talent, all this commitment to the university came forward in this. It is a very, very sad day. And what pisses me off in an extreme fashion, I'll start using four-letter words here, is these bugger billionaires who took it on themselves a year ago before she was president, trying to take her down. Screw them. That, uh, <laughs> Harvard conceivably has allowed itself to be influenced by these F XXXXX. Uh. Yeah, but I, I think that, well, well, tell me, I mean, when you say her talent, tell me more specifically what, what, what is or what was her talent? I mean, well, of course, I am not a, I haven't read her material. Right. Uh, I think some here may have, so they're, they're going to be much right. more valuable resources on that subject. What I have read are the letters that have been uh, sent out to all alumni, including myself, that, but we've all seen them. Uh, of course, earlier letters when she was uh, being elevated to the presidency. And then uh, when this uh, harsh, I'll call at least Stefanik, uh, got turned loose on her and the dogs ran wild. Again, Claudine Gay wrote a letter, and now we see the resignation letter. I, all I can do is judge, and as I say, I think all of us develop these uh, these uh, criteria, filters, whatever you want to call them, inside ourselves. When you listen to people, I certainly do. I mean, we listen to the news two or three hours a day, for better or for worse, and we always judge. Is that a capable person? Are they saying something they're interested in? And how do they stack up? How do they rank against other people intellectually? In my judgment, and I'm not giving you any uh, concrete uh, standard here, and I'm sorry about that, a little hard to give a concrete standard, but in my judgment, when I read Claudine Gay's stuff, just those letters, and you know, there have been, what, a half dozen or so that we've seen over right. eight months now, something <laughs> like that. She is a remarkable talent, just intellectually. Nathan Pusey was not, <laughs> just as another contrasting example, but she is a remarkable talent. And she clearly brought commitment and the ability to work across all those tubs on their own bottoms that are impossible to pull together. She was a very special appointment. Mm -hmm. And I am pissed off beyond saying about how this could come out. I'm hardly the only person. And I'd love to see us get a letter together. But I mean, so, do you do you think that she would have survived if she had not had the issue of uh, plagiarism? Well, I think it would have been very difficult. Uh, as we know, uh, and you your example with Hobie Armstrong, is, you know, that that's an outrageous example too. But we know from our years there that plagiarism is absolutely not tolerated and that students could indeed be tossed out for a year if they're right. caught doing something like that and frankly with good reason that's what scholarship is all about to be original not to copy what somebody else has done and if you can't be honest enough to uh, admit that what you're doing is quoting somebody else uh, you're not a scholar and I, yes she had she had quite serious problems because there are so many examples of this 
and I think you do raise the key question, a really critical <clears throat> question. Uh, would it have been workable for her to go forward as president of Harvard uh, with this uh, rumbling around in the background? I think it would have been quite difficult. But this, of course, is when I get to my outrage at these mega outrages on the far right who then use their greed that they accumulate billions of dollars with to then attack this person before she was bloody president. Um, that, that, that's not okay. We need to take those people down, in simple words, and we need to do it uh, with uh, a folks of us like ourselves pulling together to say, it is not okay for people to get billions of dollars in their bank accounts. It's just not okay. And we need to be plain also about uh, uh, the uh, corrosive effects on democracy. It's really what I see to be leading to all our problems today. The fact that U.S. Uh, wealth tilt is just so extreme that tens and tens and tens of percents of the U.S. population uh, no longer have access to the assets that the middle class did when we were kids. When uh, uh, the middle class was 90% of the U.S. I've talked too much. I should shut up and let somebody else say something. Oh, Ron, Ronnie. Yeah, uh, you may have already talked about this because I just came into the discussion, but I'm thinking that if the corporation wanted to keep her, they would have defended, you know, they would have said something about, yes, we recognize the, that this is plagiarism, but it's a low-level plagiarism, and we have a, a great person, and we're not willing to let go of her for this, you know, not ultimately serious charge you know it is it, it's substantial but not enough to get rid of her and i also think that we don't know the reason that harvard didn't defend her you know it could have been some donor saying look we're gonna withhold our 20 million dollar contribution if you don't get rid of her you know for whatever reason you know whether they're on the right or the left or or, or wherever i think uh, there's no way to understand fully you know why she was fired because that's not going to be public knowledge that's you know my take on it mm -hmm. uh doug yeah i'd like to throw out a, a slightly different kind of vantage point from someone who uh, spent uh, a more or less half of my career in the natural sciences where publishing uh, your research work was uh, all important and and that is that the, the main parts of, of what you put into a scientific paper are data. And you, you may publish um, uh, graphs uh, with information in there or tables of results, uh, but there are a lot of numbers and so forth involved. And, um, uh, and, and those things are the, the essence of your research. If you don't have you know, uh, re uh, research results that are new and novel and interesting and make contributions, then you're not, your articles are not going to get published. And 
from my point of view, the worst kinds of plagiarism would be to lift out data from someone else's publication and put it in your own paper and publish it as though it were yours. That would be, in, in my opinion, such a severe act of plagiarism that if, if I were the head of a department, which I was for some years uh, in, in the biology department where I worked, um, one of my faculty members were found to have done that kind of plagiarism, then I would have gone to the provost or whoever I needed to, and I said, uh, this person should have his tenure revoked, and we should boot him out of the university, period. It would be that serious. That's not the kind of plagiarism that we're talking about here. At least I haven't seen any example so far of any actual data uh, being taken out of anyone else's work uh, and published as though it were your own. So what, what apparently what she has done is to copy sentences, whole sentences or large parts of sentences and put that into her paper without attributing uh, the, uh, the language that she's put in uh, to someone else. Uh, and to me, uh, one of the things that astonishes me, this, this was her PhD thesis. Uh, and the, the, the kinds of language that I saw that were supposedly copied from someplace else uh, were highly technical kinds of language. And uh, I would have thought that her writing style, her, her, her own writing style would have been sufficiently uh, unique to her as it would be to any of us who were writing something like a thesis that you'd be able to detect uh, certain sentences that were not consistent with her writing style. And so one of the things that amazes me about this is that her thesis supervisor or members of her committee who were responsible for reviewing her doctoral dissertation and deciding that this was uh, a unique contribution and something new and novel and worthy of a PhD, that these people didn't pick out the fact that there was something odd about uh, certain parts of her thesis in terms of the language itself and how it was written and presented. Uh, so I, I just, I'm kind of astonished that something like this would find its way into someone's PhD thesis. Um, and it, it annoys me no end uh, to think that uh, that whoever was responsible for reviewing her PhD thesis uh, didn't pick up on this from, from the get-go uh, and make sure that this was taken care of. So, I mean, I, I also look at, I mean, her, her PhD was done at Harvard, right? And so there were right. people at Harvard who I think uh, really did not do their job. But I mean, do you think this could this could not have happened in 1959 or in our in our years there, right? I mean, do you feel that? I yeah. don't see why it couldn't happen. I think it could happen anytime. No, but I think don't you think the standards were higher as such? The plagiarism standards were higher than than they are they are now. Do you feel that they've uh, uh, you know, decreased. I mean, that's a question. I, I have no way of knowing that, but 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 I, I I feel like that if the this were plagiarism in terms of someone 
uh, taking the data from a publication and put it in your own document and try to pass it off as yours, I right. think that would be not only plagiarism, it would just be downright dishonest and uh, inconsistent with the standard that is universally accepted in, in natural sciences. Uh, Ezra, what do you think? <laughs> I I come at this from a, a slightly different point of view. Um, and I was thinking back uh, on some of the stuff Doug was just saying and that Ron has mentioned. You can't you can't uh, run a system that reviews these kinds of effects by relying on people outside. In other words, what's going on in the newspapers and what politicians are saying and so on. And this has surprised me the most. <clears throat> I would point out to, 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 to Doug, because I helped establish systems like this, I, I, I would never permit one single professor to review a paper or something or a book and then go to the provost and make a recommendation. That's not, that's not how it should work. There, there should be what we call, well, for lack of a better term, a sort of grievance procedure. And there's a committee, there's some committee and an orderliness in the process that should review the stuff and, um, and make a recommendation. And a recommendation, obviously, with, um, with proof. Also, one of the most important things in all of this process is that the individual who is being accused of something has a right to, to rebut. I haven't read anything um, <clears throat> coming out of the provost's office at Harvard that says what, what mechanism was used to review um, these ideas of uh, you know plagiarism and so on and so forth. And I, 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 I it's, it's been hard for me to understand it because stuff that's been, I've read stuff where she has tried to answer and give some kind of justification, and that's not how that's not how the the procedure goes. Then there must be a committee, because you cannot rely on one person. Um, in fact, I one of the people apparently who brought this all up. <clears throat> then I heard that 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 I, I noticed that that person said was upset because that person's work was being plagiarized. So it, 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 that, that shows you the importance of what I'm talking about as process, because that person obviously was ticked off that, uh, in fact, I think that person commented in the press, um, you know, my stuff was stolen and I was not given credit for the brilliance of my own scholarship. And here is somebody else building on it. But that, that shows you why you shouldn't have one person, even one, one internal professor, even a chair of a department, should never be permitted to make a complaint like that without its being reviewed seriously by a committee established to do the review. After that's done, then the accused person has the right of response, a reply, because Sometimes the reviewers make mistakes and don't understand the context of the work. So I, 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 I understand the, the importance of reacting to this, 
Um, I have my own doubts about stuff and so on. But in terms of the process, we, we don't really know anything. And, and, and that's, that's, that's bothered me in all of this. And, and I am not proud. I'm not proud of the university way that, that, you know, the way it has been handled. Um, you all may disagree with me, but um, one person or two people, that's, that's not how the system should work because I have seen accusations by professors and they didn't even know what they were. They didn't understand it. And, and, and seniority and rank within a department does not give you the right to make a, a, a complaint that is unfettered, that is unreviewable by other people. That's the worst way to do it. And we know this from history all over the university systems in, in the States and abroad, that, that chairs, deans often get themselves in, 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 in difficult situations with, uh, with members of their departments, people hitting on each other and all that sort of stuff. And then the complaint gets all messed up. And that's why you never take a complaint just from the chair. It has to be reviewed seriously and thoughtfully by a group that brings, hopefully, um, knowledge and experience and, of course, objectivity, because that's what we're thinking about. And then the next step of this, I, I'm repeating this down three times, uh, the person who is accused must always have a right of rebuttal. Mm -hmm. But of course, that's in what, in what that's forum? It's a corporation. What forum? It doesn't have to, the person being accused. What do you mean in what forum? Well, in other words, this is not a trial. This is inside of a corporation. We don't know what. She could say whatever she wants to defend herself, but she's not doing it. And uh, it's not well, even, is, this is not even the kind of uh, role or process that that is one where a person is um, in a court, in a courtroom. Uh, John, she, let me, don't, John, let me. They're by a corporation. Let me correct you. Yeah, <laughs> an academic an, an academic system has at least two aspects to it. Plus a political system. Well, that's not talking about the politics. Is you have to have an orderly structure within an academic system, and I'm going to argue this for the next ten years. Orderly if, structure. If yeah. An orderly structure where a complaint is laid. It is reviewed. It cannot. I mean, watch the language that was previously used here. But if I had seen this, I would take it to the provost X, and I would recommend a punishment. We cannot do that. It should not be done, and that's part of my argument. The academic process requires truthfulness, objectivity, and fairness, the same as any other process in other other in the, any other institution. The political process, which is totally different, has decision making at the at the at the level of the corporation. But the original complaint that we started this conversation, which in, complaint? The, um, the, the talking about the plagiarism, the plagiarism has to be brought through the academic system. Oh yeah, no formal complaint by anyone was made by her at Harvard. She hasn't been examined for that. She's been. Uh, the the corporation, like here at Michigan, we have the Board of Regents and a public corporation. They're not supposed to do stuff privately, but they they do. But who's the arguing? Who's arguing that? Who's arguing that plagiarism has occurred? 
someone has to argue that. Someone has to make that Fox point. News. <laughs> that's a, that's a different system. I'm not I'm not talking about that. Fox News has no. First of all, Fox News has no standing. Secondly, right. Fox News does not have the expertise to to lodge a complaint of of. Uh, um, are we serious? Well, I'm asking you, who at Harvard? Where was, was the, it? Was it was the Crimson. Harvard? It was the Crimson, John. Yeah, the Crimson did it. The Crimson published the stuff. That's not an orderly. That's not a process within the institution. But, okay, excuse but John, me, John. I'm, John, John, I'm agreeing with you there. If if that is being laid as a complaint, then the Crimson would be the complainant. But you, but the Clemson doesn't get to review the complaint, the complaint, and also recommend the punishment. And it can't just go to the dean and the dean. What does the dean dean do with it? One single dean cannot review a complaint from the Crimson and make a judgment on it, a decision, and then make a recommendation for 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 punishment or action. That doesn't make any sense. She Incidentally, didn't she didn't get knocked out for. Uh... Plagiarism also involved is a statement that is a context decision. If you if someone calls for the genocide of Jews, that was the flashpoint, and the uh, other part came even after that. So, and the same with the person at Penn. So you can't separate those things. It's the whole context of this of what's going on with these individuals, and the corporations decided that the that they don't want to have this baggage dragging them down, and so they say, sorry, we're going to go get another front for the corporation. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's try and disentangle it so that uh, so that we know what we're talking about. The corporation has the right to make decisions uh, about whether someone stays or leaves. Right. I'm not talking about any of that. It has oh. to be disentangled, and, and there have to be individual reasons for doing something. What we're talking about originally in the conversation is that a plagiarism claim was made. I am saying the plagiarism claim apparently was made by someone. You're saying it's the Crimson. That is fine. I am saying that is not enough of evidence in any well-run academic system to make any decisions. Someone had to have reviewed or must review the claim that the Crimson makes. And that review or person cannot be a person on the Crimson staff. I mean, it is that we we've got to we've got to stay in this conversation in an orderly, organized fashion. Otherwise, we're 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 mixing things up and talking. Plagiarism is supposed to be an academic sin. When we were in when we were at Harvard, it was always an academic sin. The examples that I heard of and encountered were always academic sins. Some professor noted something, and then laid a complaint. The professor couldn't make a decision about with somebody's withdrawal for six months or 12 months. That had to go to another committee. And that committee, before making that decision to punish the individual, had to have reviewed the complaint from the professor. I am saying the organized process now in, in 2024 is that whoever would make the complaint would be considered the complainant. Then a committee reviews it. She's been not being knocked out as a professor. She, what? She's leaving because of her role as president. Mm -hmm. That's that's why she, that's why she is resigning because whoever's behind that there in the corporation, they've told her, they've made it clear we are in a situation where it's more of a problem to keep you than to have you go. So it's not an example of. Uh, 
It is I mean, a do you think <laughs> it wasn't cheap to keep her? It's more expensive to keep her as president. As president, yeah, as president. She's as president because she's going to stay at Harvard. Yes, but, right. But that wasn't the conversation. That was the original conversation, John. That the original conversation here for for a half hour or whatever was the issue of plagiarism. Well, not my issue was whether it was why she got why she had to walk the plank. <clears throat> ah. <laughs> well, so let, me, let me ask you: Do, do you do giving any, up this post? She's not. To what extent do you think the fact that she's um, a woman? And with an unusual uh, sort of self presentation in terms of her grooming, her hair that's cut all real, real short, and her race uh, has played a role in uh, in pressuring her to to resign as president. Well, what about the one at Penn? What was her hair like? And her color? <laughs> but weren't weren't they both advised by Wilmer Hale, lawyers? Yeah. That's the big problem. I, mean, I, think that, I, think, I think that's kind of the heart yeah. of the matter. I, I mean, too. I'm not a lawyer. If I were in that situation, you know, would not want to be in that situation. But if I were in that situation, I'd probably listen to my lawyers and try to memorize as much as I could okay. and parrot it. And that was deadly. And they, you know, and she never got to uh -huh. speak straightforwardly yeah, look right, I'm, right. I'm i'm speaking from my heart now i was coached by lawyers obviously that did not work very well and i totally understand why and here's my point of view on it you know she never said that and yeah. i suspect that's not because she didn't want to i i suspect she was you know advised whatever that means I think she used I mean, her personal judgment not to do so. Frankly, I think she has that kind of political personal judgment. She, didn't she have good after judgment. all, knows that a president of Harvard has an incredibly worldwide public uh, presence. Yeah. Any word that she utters is going to be dissected. Yeah. Hamp, what did you say? What were you going to say, Hamp? Sorry. Yeah, uh, I'd like to say several things here. One is uh, I can't even say the name of her uh, of her field of expertise and her PhD. Th I don't know the title of her PhD thesis, and that's hardly ever been been uh, uh, addressed here or in other places. And secondly, we don't know what is her excellence. We're 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 dealing with all these uh, hounds sort of nipping at her. Uh, uh, ankles but but about plagiarism but we're not talking about uh why she was so good that she was put into this this position in in in, in the first place second uh secondly uh uh there have been people that have been out to get her for a while and one of them is is a guy named ackman or ackerman who i i believe has some uh significant role at uh, harvard uh, like on the on the board of trustees or 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 something, and and somebody named Rufo has been shattering her for about a year. They're out together. And thirdly, uh, like the, the, this whole harassment system that's been built up with uh, Trump uh, has gone after her too. Uh, she's she, she's gotten a, a, a all kinds of threats and stuff that. that uh, can can somebody can end up deciding that it's not worth it to uh, be there? And Harvard gave her no protection. 
as far as I can tell about that, or and 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 there isn't any way to protect against all these people that come after somebody else. Yeah, if you can't stand the heat. Do you think she got a financial statement, a a financial settlement, or something? Uh huh. I'm sure she did. Yeah. You sure she did? You think she did? Yeah. I have no along idea. With an, along with an NDA, probably. Yeah. yeah. I think we have to be clear. We do not know what happened with the corporation. And we don't. We don't. To suppose that we do. Uh, I have seen reports that she decided a week before she resigned that she was going to resign. I don't know whether it's accurate, but it came from a reasonably upstanding source. Uh, and that's if that's thing. true, it was her decision and not the corporation's. It is a mistake for us to proceed uh, asserting to be the fact those things which we cannot confirm. Well, I can say this. We have lawyers here in Ann Arbor who have gotten rich by suing the university the, where the university has followed the advice of its attorneys and their whole practices here that fed off that because when you go to Congress and you follow a script by attorneys to respond to a question like, what if someone is calling for the genocide of Jews, would you uh, say that that is uh, des deserving of punishment or not? And you fumble and talk about all this context, this context, that you obviously have been very, not only poorly prepared, but I kind of wonder what the heck is in your head in the first place that uh, you can only respond to something that you think some lawyer has uh, put into your head. So, you know, I guess you're hoist on your own petard at that point. You wanted to go with the lawyers and answer in a lawyerly fashion. And a Fox News level inquiry by a right wing uh, hack was enough to make you look like an idiot in, in more than in all three cases. So it made her look like an idiot in the eyes of certain people. Yeah, it not did. Not me. John is yeah. important in, in, in the eyes also. She was not an money. idiot in my, in my eyes. Well, Here, people she, give a lot of money. Don, to if, if, if I may make the statement, and I'll be yeah. delighted to hear your response to it. All right. Uh, I frankly thought she made a very sensible response if you were in a university setting. She made, if you please, the mistake of not taking into account that this was going to be a mega political setting and therefore was going to have political ramifications. But uh, I do not agree with your proposition that somehow or other she sheepishly bought into a bunch of lordly presentations. It's possible that's true. You don't know it. We simply nope. don't We're glad to hear what happens in Michigan. We're talking about Cambridge right now in Washington, D.C., you know, there's a whole, uh, Harvard runs a training program for faculty members who are selected to be groomed for presidencies. They go out to the Harvard such and such school connected with the education and uh, po political policy and all that public policy. And they have a whole kind of, uh, they're always in the mill, just like an acad like a professional athletic training thing. They're training uh, various aspiring administrative type academics who are um, now elevated to get tremendous salaries once they get into that level. And I think they've had a diminish a diminishment in the uh, 
intellectual and scholarly uh, achievements of the leaders of American education as a result, because it's becoming corporatized and they're just there for fundraisers and smoozing or to fit this or that demographic uh, presentation of the university. You have professors uh, having like they made her go out and you have a uh, professor of Harvard helping kids carry the stuff into the dorm and all this kind of PR things that they do around the country. And I think this is a result we're seeing that people who don't really have much to them um, uh, become the uh, front of universities. And so they flub. And they're 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 they they can't do it. Where's the great where's the great university president now who goes and speaks around and has any kind of effect on you know politics or ethics or social movements or you know we don't have great presidents that I can think of right now. Why is that? I think that's an interesting perspective. Uh, they're training and they're training and take a look the presidents that are presidents all over the country, a lot of them have gone through the same grooming programs. They're groomed fact, to be fundraisers. What I find intriguing is that uh, your description there uh, described exactly why Nathan Pusey was president. What was it? 60 some years ago now, when we were there, he wasn't a scholar, not vaguely. He was clearly there for other purposes. As somebody on the list of speculators there because he'd uh, hold a fort against McCarthy. Myself, I'm interested in some place that Ron took us earlier uh, when Ron suggested that uh, the corporation could have said, uh, hey, we're not going to let you go. Uh, and in my view, frankly, uh, whatever happened with Lee Stefanik was uh, sitting in the background compared with the plagiarism problem. My own view is that she went because of plagiarism, the business down in DC, hell, that would pass. The plagiarism wouldn't. Uh, I think, and can't actually himself raise the question, could she survive the plagiarism? You've already heard, I frankly doubt it, but Ron makes a very interesting point. The corporation could have got up on their hind legs and said, uh, we're not gonna let you go. Uh, whether she then, once again, going to Kent's point here about the challenges of being somebody accused of plagiarism in a, the presidency of Harvard uh, becomes the, I think, the question of focus. But we don't know what happened at the corporation, but Ron points out that they could have said, no, we won't accept your resignation. And frankly, I think they should have done that. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Mason? I, I think the, uh, uh, the the degree to which she could be legitimately uh, accused of plagiarism is, I think, if they say in the law courts, it's it's a fact based issue, and and uh, unless you've read the um, the accusations and seen the comparisons of her work with other people's work, none of which I have done. It's really hard to say whether she uh, engaged in serious plagiarism or not. If she did, I think Harvard was right in uh, asking her to step down. But uh, I don't know that that's been conclusively proved. What do you think, Nick? 
maybe all of this <clears throat> is uh, for public consumption <clears throat> coming from the corporation. Maybe other things are going on <clears throat> that have happened since she was chosen to be president. Uh, Supreme Court changed the rules of the game for all college admissions and Harvard has a huge hurdle to overcome. Uh, Harvard, since we were in the 1960s, when Harvard was, I think, more of a, a parochial institution dealing with Americans primarily, to a global corp corporation today, a global university today. And that has lots of philosophical and practical decisions that have to be made for the next president to be making. I think the corporation may have <clears throat> said plagiarism is there. Uh, she flubbed. She flubbed the issue politically. Uh, you can't do that when you're in that position. You're paid not to do that sort of thing. And we are going to reevaluate <clears throat> the goals that we are going to set, the objectives we're going to set for the next president, and we have the opportunity to do so. Uh, and uh, maybe that really is what's going on with the corporation. And they said, we've got a second chance now. Let's take it. <clears throat> we're going to cut our losses. Yeah. Pure speculation, but yeah. hey, it's the game. It's the, the I mean, and and the university is is an amazing institution today compared to what it was. If you look at all its components, the business school, the Kennedy School, the dental school, med school, engineering coming in, there are lots of major uh, intellectual and practical decisions that are gonna to have to be made. And I think the corporation may have said, we'll take the moment and we'll redo the search. I don't know, you're a So George, we'll give you the last word, George. <laughs> well, part of my last word is that Comcast was doing, apparently doing upgrades <laughs> I lost internet connectivity, which is why I'm just showing up again. Oh. So I don't know that I that that there's enough time for me to say all of the stuff that's actually on my mind. I, obviously, I ha haven't been a part of the conversation up up to now, but I'll just say this in in the in the Claudine Gay context. I don't think she should have resigned. I think the, the that many of the reasons that were claimed for for, for her. For her needing to resign were exactly the opposite. I think the fact that she is black and a woman is a reason for her not to have resigned and for her to have continued as president. I think that this whole issue of plagiarism is overblown. I can tell you a story about a situation that I found myself in, 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 in which it was just carelessness. But I think there's another important point, and that is that both her dissertation and her publications would have been subjected to review at some at several levels. Faculty would have reviewed her, a faculty committee would have reviewed her dissertation, and there would have been peer review of all of her journal articles. And obviously, neither of those review levels felt that she had done anything wrong. Or didn't look at or didn't look carefully at what she had done. 
Seems unlikely, John, given the, the amount of material that, that was involved. Uh, go ahead, uh, Ann. Yeah, I just would. I I think we have to think about the context of checking for plagiarism now versus the anything that could have been done a long time ago when she would have uh, had her work reviewed. Uh, now there are computer systems where you can just plug in all of some one person's work and. It'll search the internet and compare it with everything that's ever been written. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and that's a very different kind of situation from, from earlier. And students now, and even our granddaughter in Australia, could not turn in a paper without going through that check uh, and finding out whether there was anything in her paper that resembled somebody else's work too much. And uh, so uh, I think this, if, if, if Claudine Gay had written her thesis yesterday, uh, it, there wouldn't have been any examples because they would have been found by this system. So it's a whole different context that we're looking at now. And I, I, I've been thinking, well, maybe they, they ought to, pick some other famous people and do some <laughs> kind of check. They might find all kinds of things. You don't know. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's been my reaction to this, this well, whole thing. I think Pusey, I was, Pusey didn't write yeah. his first book until 1963, apparently. So. Yeah. Know. Okay. But that wasn't checked through this system. Right, right, right. Exactly. You can now. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. And we'll see everybody next week. Thank you. All right. Ben. All right. Take Bye. care. Keep exploring this. And that's it for this edition of The Last Negroes at Harvard. I'm Kent Garrett. We'll talk again next week.